Hi everybody, this is Marco from our parents and you are listening to Fantas Podcast. Phantasm. This is Philip H. and My name is Kim Corey. Hey, this is Gorgasm. Shane Embry, bass player of Napalm Death. Rocco Brujeria. What's up everybody, this is Ross Dolan from Immolation. What's up everybody, it's Jim Bush from Armored Scene. Hello Deathsters, this is Martin Van Drunen from Asterix and uh, you're listening to Phantasm. What the fuck is up and welcome to the Phantasm Podcast. I am Corey Gorkreis with me as always, Dr. Vincent fucking West. How we doing? We have uh, Marco of our penance on the show for you guys coming up. Uh, you can get Cast the First Stone. It's out now on Prosthetic Records from our penance. It's a fucking ass-ripping record from front to back. Uh, it's about as brutal as you can get, so definitely go check that shit out. I think out. they're on Nuclear Blast in Europe if you're a European fan. They're on yeah, Nuclear so in, uh, yeah. European fans, uh, Nuclear Blast, pick up Castle. Whatever, it's, it's metal, but it's something, it's something weird in Europe. I don't know. I apologize for not knowing that, but yeah. Good guy. Uh, Mark was great. Uh, They've covered a lot of ground on cool, and yeah. He's in your horror countries in Italy, so that's that was cool. And Italian uh, Deathster, man. Hopefully, uh, and you've seen them before. You've seen our penance. I've never I have. seen them. And uh, it's a double dipping of them and uh, Flesh God Apocalypse. So that was pretty cool. One nice. night we saw our penance. The next night, uh, Flesh God. Don't know if they crossed paths. I don't know if we talked about that in the interview. But uh, yeah, uh, that's coming up later for you guys. And uh, God damn, what a what a special one we got for you guys today. Uh, gonna go right into it, Doctor. What do we got? We have the gate. From Vestron Home Video. There is a passageway to the most evil place you can imagine. A gate behind which the demons wait to take back what was once theirs. And now, someone has opened the gate. Now this is weird tearing sound. Her dead father. Oh no. He's tearing out air by the hands. I'm calling the police. You got demons. Not even we, we've done enough. We've buried 1986. It's such a great year for film and for 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 music. Um, I believe the last episode is from Beyond episode. Uh, Doctor even went as far as going into uh, porn from 1986. I did. So so <laughs> we've we we've gone <coughs> well into 1986. Uh, this is. Uh, 
Stephen Dorff's debut film. Mm-hmm. If you're not familiar with Stephen Dorff, uh, no, most notably he was Frost and Blade. Yeah, first Blade uh, movie. Yeah, it was awesome. So he's been in a ton of other stuff, but I mean, that's his uh, obviously his most notable thing that he's been in, and also uh, Daybreakers. He was in as another yeah, I remember that movie. Vampire movie he did. God, look at the print on this. Already amazing. This is Western Video, of course. This is a Lionsgate. Um, I guess it's a sub. Well, no. Lionsgate, which is owned by Fox, decided to take all these B catalogs that they actually have licensed out to all these like ghetto companies. Because this, this thing looks like shit on DVD. Oh, yeah. It's awful. Um, That's why I haven't watched it since I What I'm it. excited about, about this title coming out, I'm hoping I get Trick or Treat Now and The Wraith, because yes. those are both titles that I'm pretty sure were Vestron owned. And of course, uh, you know, Trick or Treat, that's the, the Gene Simmons, Ozzy Osbourne movie. A lot of people have been asking about that. Um, you know, overseas, they've gotten a couple of releases now that are not region free, and then... You know, I think there is one that is. That, I have the that's a German one. I've got it. And uh, I've never opened it. It doesn't look that great compared to what it could look like. Yeah, so. it really looks like shit. Yeah, so. but I bought it anyway because I'm a huge fan of that movie. But yeah, it's the awesome. Wraith Man, which if you guys have never seen that movie, it's on Netflix currently streaming. Uh, you can watch it on there. And I, Charlie I've, Sheen, and Corey still hasn't watched it. I've been trying to get him to watch it for a month and a half. It's. From what I saw of it, it was really cool. Oh, you did watch some of it? Yeah, I watched a little bit of it. It's really good. I fell asleep watching it. I, I mean, know. it's, you know. Yeah. Well, no, I, it it's wasn't a nostalgia bad, piece for me. I love it. And, of course, with this automatically, um, you know, the doctor hates it, but uh, if you watch the show Stranger Things on Netflix, this is a direct. Like, they definitely took a lot out of this intro. Really? Yeah. This whole thing is, like... Definitely where they got a lot. Of yeah, <laughs> that's the doctor's uh, two cents straight from his anus. So, um, but yeah, you can. This automatically. This is uh, from the house down. They must have like used the same house or something. I don't know, but um, haven't seen this in a really long time. This is the first time I have watched this, probably since it was on cable. Uh, when I was younger. Man, so. I haven't watched this because I never bought the DVD because the DVD looked like shit and then I ended up buying it anyway. I never saw it anywhere. Like, it I was, think uh, I let me show it. you what it looks like. I think I could rent it when I was younger but I never rented it. It was always on television. I'm going to show you what this thing looked like. This is a, the the Wraith was the exact same way. See, the crazy thing was in the 90s when I was growing up, this, this was huge on television. Like, this was on all the fucking time. Um, I just really love this movie. I was, I guess I was around the same age as these kids were when this came out, you know, when I saw it. So um, it was a very personal movie, and this, to me, felt like a kid's film, even though obviously it's not. This film's fucking nasty, but, you know, the the kids were the main characters. It was like the, the raunchy Goonies, and I really enjoyed it, you know, compared to the Goonies and stuff like that, so... Of course, Stephen Dorff is in a, you know... twenty four ninety nine on eBay right now, the yeah. Blu-ray. Stephen Dorff's amazing in this film, and uh, Louis Tripp is, Tripp is also amazing in this, who I met. Um, still looks the same, which is, which is fucking nuts, but um, already Vestra knocks this print out of the park. God damn you! It looks fucking great. Um, we got a demon spawn. 
cat today, uh, Toodles asleep with Mrs. Gorgreist. Got the cat out here with us today, who's opened the gate herself. So, but I mean, this looks great. The print. I mean, uh, uh, the other film we did for this podcast was Chopping Mall from Vestron, who famously is with our uh, Blood Red Throne interview that went to shit. So. Um, <laughs> By the time you hear this, I don't know if we would have that up or not, so I can't, can't promise anything, but um, that's one of the episodes. Once we, once we had 200 likes, I promised we would bring a, a shit episode to you guys that we that went wrong, and I was not going to touch it or edit it. It just is what it is. Um, there's the back so, of it, and there's the front of it. I remember that. Completely, it's like the same. It was artwork. you could only buy this at Best Buy. If you look at the the, the Blu-ray <clears throat> case, it's got the same everything. They completely redid it the same way. It's amazing. So if you guys are owners of the DVD and you wanna maybe buy, the yeah, because the DVD's full frame with nothing on it. <clears throat> hey, for at the time, look, it's got a goddamn venom patch. Yes, he does. There's also another thing. It's it's Corey Gorkrist when he was a kid. There's, there's a patch that he also has from a Canadian band from fucking Toronto. I can't remember the... Fucking the, Master of the Universe shirt. Yeah, he's got a fucking that. He-Man shirt. I, actually, I think that's the band. It's not Venom. It's whatever's on the back. That's a Canadian band. No, that's Venom. That's Venom. He's got another thing on here. Right? That's straight up Venom. He's, he's got a Canadian band on him, too. Someone else has a vest or something. From what I remember of this. Goddamn funny! Ugh. Oh, that bothered me just in seeing that. How we already got some gore. It's only you know six minutes into this film, almost seven minutes, and we got some some violence going on. So that's pretty awesome. Trusty, I know there's a vest somebody wears on here. It's not venom. That guy totally has been on. Oh, I want to say something real quick, too, about this print. If you owned that Best Buy exclusive DVD when it was out, and then in 2009, uh, Lionsgate put this out on DVD, and I'm sure it looked a lot better, but I never bought that because I still had the old Best Buy when it was out of print and I wanted it. But the... Sh- but the... Um, Anyway, but the this Blu-ray, the, the wow, I can't get over where they got the master for this because this looks ridiculous. It, it, the people at Lionsgate must be sitting on all the reel-to-reels of this stuff because this looks fucking ridiculous. Like it, this never looked good. This movie never looked good. It looked like shit on videotape. It looked like shit on DVD. This is more of a coveted film for them. I think they've realized when it when it was done that <coughs> this is something they could hold on to and really appreciate because I mean this is a well in 09 apparently they put out the the DVD of it you know it looks like shit I mean it's nicer than the DVD that so I was saying though that they they waited they really waited to put this out and they knew it was going to be in this kind of format the way they really wanted it to be seen and this has the most features you could ever want from this film if you're a fan of it so <clears throat> I mean this is a great movie. If anybody's curious at my age, did I have a denim jacket like him? I did, except it was actually denim. The back patch was of... This is really simple. 
Mortician. No, I wish. <laughs> this is pre. I'm talking. This is like you know, eighty four, eighty five. Possessed. I, I no. The creator one. No. Jewish I had priest. a Dio. Oh, a Dio. Well, yeah. It was Murray on the back. I don't know why that wasn't my first thought, but that's where I was trying to go with that. But anyway, it didn't matter. Um, I had some of that other stuff. You know, I was listening to different stuff. And then what's funny is my Dio one. This is a true story. I've never told anybody this. I had the Dio denim jacket. My friend Frankie had one with the sleeves cut out, mm-hmm. and I wanted his more. Like so an actual I, vest. I traded him my denim Dio backpatch jacket. I gave him my jacket for his vest, which had motorhead on the back. Awesome. And I don't know why, I just like the vest better, because I'm always wearing short sleeve shirts, and I don't really wear jackets a lot and right. stuff, and, and he really liked that. But Anyway, that's a weird thought. But. And yes, there's something else we need to bring up in this episode. This is huge that everybody knows this. Steven Dorff does have my bowl cut as returned in this film. <laughs> I straight up had that bowl cut <clears throat> when I was really young. In 86. No, I didn't have the bowl cut in 86. So was your... Uh, I did have the bowl cut in 84, 85. Was it just a regular motorhead back patch, or was it an remorse back? It was the... Just the, like like the, the, the shirt. It was the motorhead England. It was the... Okay. It was the war pig or the... You're right. Snaggle tooth. Snaggle tooth, yeah. Just the normal motorhead England. Model. Right, yeah. Which and, is the, the and it's not that I didn't love Dio. What was cool was that the, on the front of that vest, he had a Dio patch. That's awesome. So I didn't really lose anything. Which is, that is the no remorse. Another fun story for everybody out there. This also dates me, but I don't care. I'm still going to tell the story anyway. That was really cool. Um, I got to see uh, Ozzy Osbourne and Metallica on the Master of Puppets tour. Ozzy was turned ultimate sin in that in that vest. That's 86, yeah. yeah. When, this, when this movie was out. So. Correct. Sergio, it's tie-in story there. So I think for the I was very young, but I did have from Beyond thing. If you guys listen to that and you listen to this, we appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, We were talking about, you know, I was I was saying that obviously Master Puppets made the list for most, you know, for the best record of this year um, for '86. But I was also stating the case, you know, that or the doctor brought up that that's a rock album, it's not a metal album at that point. It was metal at the time, but if you go back and listen to it now, it's really well. They're they're considered a rock band. At this point, I would still say that's a thrash in, album. In '86, it was definitely a thrash Fuck album. Fuck yeah! But now, standing the test of time, if you if you date back to '86 till now, uh, Metallica doesn't hold up compared to Rain and Blood or uh, Epicus Dumicus or. Um, you know, turbo, any of that stuff. I mean, it just doesn't. It's more of a a rock album. I mean, it is thrash for its time, but it's. I mean, when you have Rain and Blood come out in the same year, you also had a Possessed record come out that year. Um, a lot of albums came out in '86 that were fucking awesome. I mean, I can't even get in, into that, but you know, you got that Candlemas record, you got Slayer, you got. Um, there's yeah. a sequel to this movie called The Gate to Trespassers. Yeah. You got obsessed by Cruelty by Sodom that came out this There's year. There's a 3D remake of this film. 
that's being done right now by Alex Winter, which is uh, from Lost Boys and Bill and Ted. And Bill yeah. and Ted, of course, yeah. Um, which is amazing. What else came out in '86? Didn't extreme? Uh, was it Extreme Aggression that came out in '86? No, it was. Uh, uh, I'll tell you. Hold on. I was looking at something. Let's see. I believe I got it right here. What we were just listening to came out in 86. Terrible certainty. Pretty damn sure. Yeah. It was terrible certainty. But either way, there's Great so many, album. So, so many other albums were... Got uh, Cal back on the front. Or, you know, yeah. <laughs> from Clash of the Titans. So many great defining albums came out in 86. Metallica's Master Puppets was one of them, of course, and it influenced metal from Your favorite Dio album came out in 86. Uh, Sacred Heart. Actually, no, that's not right. It came out in '85. No, there wasn't a Dio album in '86. 80, no, '85 was Sacred Heart. He did the tour. It was '85 and '87. He did do the tour in '86. Is what always gets me confused. It was uh, Sacred Heart and Dream Evil. Correct. Dream Evil's '87. Yeah. But no, what I was going to say about this is, um, <clears throat> I love that dog in this film. I Besides Einstein and Back to the Future, that dog I loved when I was little. So he reminded me of Einstein. This movie is very eighties. It's a it's a timepiece. It's it's great for its its time for sure. Looking <coughs> back on this, I mean, this is one of the horror movies you just kind of have to pick up and watch to go back to the eighties period. I mean. And sometimes when you go back to the 80s, it's it's important to, you know, it's always important to go to a certain part of the 80s for me. Did this just shit the bed? No, I'm good. It's by a guy named Crispin Glover. I'm watching the gate, so I'm feeling nostalgic. Now, this is actually the doctor's ringtone when he calls me. Hang on, he call me right now on my phone. We're gonna do this. I'm not gonna have it up very loud, but we're gonna do a test call here, folks. All right, the doctor's gonna call me on my phone, and you're gonna listen. Here we go. The doctor's going to call in on the Phantasm podcast. I'm calling in right now. I'll even do a couple minutes audio for you. That's it. Did you answer? All right, I'll answer it. Here we go. Hello. Is this the Phantasmagoria no, this is the Phantasm Podcast. Alright, you have a good night. Bye. <laughs> anyway. Here in the gate, we got a fucking... Sounds smoking, like I was calling from the gates from hell. That was we got a, a smoking hole in the backyard. Wouldn't be the first time. Um, um, 
this movie, you know, I'm trying to remember. I saw this at... What theater did I see this at? I think it was like an AMC down in, down in Georgia. Um, but yeah. Or up in Georgia, rather. But, oh my God. The cat's in the gate. There we go. And silver spoon. Anyway. She's a fucking sedative. Um, She's betrayed. But I remember, I'm a, like right now, I don't remember a damn bit of this movie. It's been that long since I've watched this. No, either. I haven't seen this in a really long time. And the funny thing is, it, um, there's a there's a haze over the print in this scene. From the fire, they're like laying so many fucking candles in this part. Do you do you see the video shaking? Yeah, and and this is this is where there's some probably some print damage. It, it, for any of our purists out there that, that listen to us, but I mean, I'm just telling you, this looks better than any DVD release of this. This was definitely not ported because the beginning of the film looked unbelievable. And I would say there's probably see that looks much better. There's probably just some print damage on it. It's an old film. I mean, hell, you figure this film's, what, 30 years old? Yeah. So. Yes, Satan? <laughs> She's like, Vincent, what? Yes, Satan? Anyway. Um, I have very fond memories of going to see this with my friend Peter, who I went to elementary school with. It was weird in elementary school. I was thinking about this the other day. It's kind of appropriate to talk about it with this movie since there's kids and stuff in it. I, like, fit in in elementary school. And then everything started to kind of lean into the toilet bowl in middle school. And then by high school, everything was in the commode. As far as socially. Here's a weird thing. Is this film actually was released in 1987. Oh, shit, then we're whipping out the... Yeah, it was made in 86, so I'm sure a lot of people... The beginning of this episode were like, no, man, it's 87. Is when it actually came out. But on the back of the, the Blu-ray, it says 86, does it not? I don't know. It totally says 86 on there. Give me one second. I'm search side of my shorts. <clears throat> Damn cat's trying to eat me. Don't do it. I'm watching. Which we've done 1987 before as well. Speaking of Alex Winter, that's when Lost Boys came out. Was this said 86? Yeah, it says 86 on the actual case here, but that's totally came out in 87. Let's see here. Hold on. Let me. Which we've done 87 a couple times, I think, on here. It's with uh, Near Dark for those of you. Um, you know, rest in peace, Bill Paxson. And, it's a great uh, movie. Another Vestron film came out in 87, which was Blood Diner. Um, <coughs> Street Trash, which of course is uh, Sinest, put out a good version On of both that. both of those. Uh, Enigma, which is a Fulci film that was... I don't know um, that. That was put out um, overseas. Um, we got Dolls, which we've done on here. If you listen to the Dolphin... We're doing 87? Yeah. But I'm doing um, the music, is that okay? 
Yeah, we've done this before. I'm just kind of recapping what we've Fuck done. Uh, the video dead, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, which shouldn't even be mentioned. It's just fucking stupid. Uh, it's funny, though. Uh, Creepshow 2, which if you guys don't have the uh, Creepshow 2 from Arrow, you need to pick it up, whether it's the limited or the um, the Canadian version or the, the single disc, whatever you got. It's, it's worth it. Uh, Dream Warriors, uh, Hellraiser, Prince of Darkness, Evil Dead 2, and the Doctor's favorite out of this whole list, Monster Squad. So. I love that movie. Uh, so, so we'll do some, just real quick, I know we have done this before, but not as many times as we've done the other stuff. Right. I don't, Especially at least I don't 86, think. we've done it a couple times. So I'm just going to hit you with the highlights of, of, uh, of 87. We'll do uh, Dio Dream Evil. Of course. Uh, Sepultura Schizophrenia. Awesome. Mayhem Death Crush. Oh, yeah. Which I did not do before, I believe. Uh, here you go. This is for Gore Christ. Uh, Possess the Eyes of Horror. Fucking awesome. EP. Um, let's see. Just kind of doing some... Lion Dangerous Attraction came out, so... There you go. Y'all had some line a second ago coming through your speakers there, literally. Uh, Man of War Fighting the World. Uh, which I loved growing up. Uh, Wasp Live in the Raw, which has their song that was in Ghoulies as attached as a bonus track. Not live right. version, but like, you know, studio. Uh, Udo's uh, solo release after he left a sept, Animal House. Uh, King Diamond Abigail, Motorhead Rock and Roll, Judas Priest, Priest Live. Black Sabbath Eternal Idol, which is... One of my favorite Black Sabbath records. It has uh, Tony Martin on his first album with, say, uh, yeah. with Black Sabbath. Kiss Crazy Nuts, which is my favorite Kiss album. Love it. Corner, Rest in Peace. Awesome. Uh, which Corner, if you guys don't know Corners, you should definitely check them out. I think they're amazing. Um, Necro Death, Into the Macabre, which I've never listened so it's to. So your, uh, your favorite Celtic Frost, Into the Pandemonium. Yes. It came out in 87. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Garage Days EP from Metallica, if we, anybody likes that. Sodom Persecution Mania. Fucking awesome. Uh, Corey hates this, but I'm going to mention it anyway. Docking <laughs> Back for the Attack. Oh, yeah, I totally hate He totally that hates it. No. Um, Exodus no. Pleasures of the Flesh. Uh, Bathory Under the Sun of the Black. And uh, I'm going to end this with uh, Death, Scream, Bloody Gore. Fucking awesome. So there's that. And then I'm going to... If it's alright with you, I'm going to do this because I did it last time. I think I should give you guys some adult titles from 1987. Can I do uh, some singles before we do Please, yeah. I'm going to have to take me to look that up. Anyway. I'm gonna, actually, right here on the podcast, I'm going to try, I don't know the actual singles. I'm going to do my favorites uh, title, you know, like tracks from 87. Um, if you guys are cool with that, I'm going to do just Please. my, my hand picks from albums from 1987. Um, from uh, Taking Over by Overkill I'm going to go Power Surge off of uh, Taking Over from uh, Overkill so we're going to do that first that's going to be the first track <coughs> on my little playlist here and then uh, next track we're going to just keep on rolling here from uh, Born Too Late from a little band called St. Vitus I'm going to go with the title track, Born Too Late. So it's almost seven minutes. You want to hear some doom, there you go. 
um, from from this movie, which apparently does a little throwback to this band from uh, The Gate. Um, it's a little Canadian band. And uh, this is off the album Forward to Termination. I'm going to go with the song Reanimation. And it's by a band called Sacrifice. Um, awesome Canadian metal. Saw them a few years ago. Loved it. Had a great time. Um, yeah, it's good stuff. They, they do a little... Um, apparently the, the kid on here wears the vest to kind of, there's the Killer Dwarves which is another Ontario band that they uh, showcase and this, he's wearing the vest of now he does a, he, he shows uh, Stephen Dwarf's character an album on this, in this film and uh, it's a sacrifice album I guess um, now we're going to go to Eternal Idol by Black Sabbath and for that, I'm going to go Born to Lose. So check that fucking track out. It's good shit. Uh, moving on, we'll go to Candlemass Nightfall, which came out in 1987. Fucking love that record. Um, and for that, I'm going to go to The Well of Souls, which I'm sure you guys won't disagree with. It's hands down the best song on that fucking record. Love every second of it. Um, let's see if we got... Another one. This one's a good one. This one's for the Doctor. Off of uh, Retaliation by Carnivore, which famously features fucking Peter Steele. Um, I'm going to go with Ground Zero Brooklyn, which is a great track off that Carnivore record. Go check that shit out. Then off of R.I.P. Famously by the band Coroner, I'm going to go with fucking Suicide Command. So add that to your playlist. This is a weird one. I'm going to add this on there too because I actually like this record. Um, <laughs> from 1987, off the album Hysteria, check out the song Love Bites by Def Leppard. It's all that tour. You can put that on there. Very weird. It is weird, but... No, that I saw that too. Oh, yeah, that too. If you want a 1987 playlist, this is what we're going with. This is what I'm setting you guys up with. Um, oh man, I just cracked the shit out of my bag. Then this is another one. I'm going to go with the title track of this because this is my favorite off of this record. Uh, of course, is Dream Evil by Dio off the, the album of the same name. Um, definitely put that on there. And also from a little band called DRI off the album Crossover, you can put the song No Religion on your list. And I'm just going to keep going. I got another really good one. Off of a little CD called The Ultraviolence from Death Angel, 1987. I'm going to go with the song Evil Priest. You can have that one. Put that on your list, make a little playlist. And there you go. Also, Freely's Comet came out that year, too. Yeah, it's good. Um, they have that song, Here You Go. <laughs> <clears throat> of course, the song on, on, on that one that anybody would put would be Fractured. Uh, Fractured 2 or whatever. Uh, you can put that on your list if you want. You know, you don't have to. Um, 
My favorite Halloween album came out in 1987, which is Keeper of the Seven Keys, Part One. Um, and off that album, you can do Future World, which is a you know the the single off of that album. Definitely add that to your list. And then uh, I'll wrap this up here if you want a nice last song to put on your list. Actually, I'll, I'll do two more. I'll do two more on this list and then we'll get right to it. Um, second to last song here is off of a little album called Abigail. And you put the song The Possession by King Diamond on there. Which is fucking awesome. That whole album's great. Yes. If you haven't heard it, I mean, just press pause and go check that out first. I don't want you to go any further with this podcast because just why? Um, it's just one of his best records, hands down. So definitely go check that out. And then the last song I will leave you with, only because it's only appropriate for 1987, is uh, Eat the Rich off of Rock and Roll by fucking Motorhead so that tops the list um, <laughs> I can't give you a recap of all the shit I just told you to put on there if you want any other albums to listen to for that time um, to check out Ticket to Mayhem by Whiplash um, Chemical Invasion by Tanker came out that year Join the Army by Suicidal Tendencies also Refuge Denied by Sanctuary so I mean there's a lot of stuff that came out in 1986, a lot of thrash stuff that was fucking awesome um, and, and of course Crazy Nights by Kiss which I fucking love and Priest Live, live album um, and if you want <laughs> if, if you want a fucking Kiss song to listen to for that, Turn on the Night's fucking awesome mm-hmm. Hell or High Water's fucking awesome mm-hmm. so yeah so that, that's pretty much it I think I've uh you know, used up enough of your guys' time with those singles, but I mean, those are all really good tracks. So definitely make your little playlist that I've given you guys. So this is real quick. This is some adult films from '87. The Million Dollar Screw. Um, A lot has improved since Shave Centers One. <laughs> I love this one. Jane Bond meets Goldenrod. <clears throat> this one. And this is a real film. I'll actually verify this with you in a second. This is for one of our listeners named Wheelchair Fucker, and it was a film he requested, and it's I Was a She-Male for the FBI. <laughs> okay. That was for she Wheelchair Fucker. body inspector. Okay, Wheelchair Fucker, that's for you. But you don't ever listen to this, so you'll never know that I made fun of you. <clears throat> Lust of Blackula, Shipwrecked, uh, Barbara Dare's Rome Adventure, I like which I masturbated of, to when I was Lust younger. Lust of Blackula sounds like a good one. Uh, Devil and Mr. Jones, which is fantastic. That's where he's just horny and has to fuck everything. Oh, yeah. These old pornos are great. These are doctor. It's like jerking off in a time machine. Yeah. Uh, Strip Search. Heavenly Bodies, which is a nasty movie. I think I've actually seen that one. And then I'm going to... Who's in the Heavenly Bodies? Barbara Dare. I've seen that. Oh, yeah, it's nasty. I think that's when I had VHS where I was like, I don't even know how to whack off yet, but this, this is pretty good. It's doing something for me down there. Sure. Uh, Charmed Forces, which is <laughs> making fun of Armed Forces, I'm assuming. Slightly Used, that's an understatement. I want to live in this house that's in the gate. It's fucking awesome. I'm trying to... What's this? The Cat Club, that one looks good. 
Also, if you're the guy from the special features... Not uh, Games, which is a really good movie. If you're the guy from the special features on the Blood Rage... Nasty Arrow, Habits Are Hard to Break. The Arrow Blu-ray, where he does the, the locations. You also have a porn called The Gate, where he <laughs> watches these kids from the playground across the street. Yes, he does. That's <laughs> uh, tasteless, but it's funny. Tracy's Love Chamber... Bachelor Party, which is a total spoof of Bachelor. It's fucking awesome. Uh, Taste of White. It's interracial there. Uh, the Night Before. Oh, man, that's a great... Not to be confused with this. Grafenberg Girls Go Fishing. That's a nasty movie. That's a squirting. You've got a... For back then, this is very racy. A dick in the pussy and a girl with a strap on dildo in the butt. <laughs> which is pretty hot. That's called DP, where I come from. <laughs> oh, it is. Taboo 5, which is a nasty movie. That movie's actually called The Gates. <laughs> the Gape. <laughs> the Gapes. Honey Drippers, it's a good movie. Little Shop of Horrors. Instead of... Yeah, so horrors, yeah. <clears throat> horrors. That's, that's People cool. always say that. I was like, I do a horror podcast. or like a horror podcast. Private Thighs. <laughs> Capri Vacation. Yes, ma'am. Taj your Dangerous When Wet. Now, th- that was a classic when I was a kid. That's a fucking Amberlynn squirting fest. Yeah. I like to pull these occasionally. You find it, if I can find a torrent of them that's actually seating enough, you watch these, they're fun. You pull it and then you pull it. Yep. Uh, oh, here it is. Look, this is a sacrifice record. See it? That's crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. This is a goddamn Canadian. Splash Dance, which obviously Flash Dance. This is a goddamn Canadian horror movie. Uh, Best of awesome. Patia Lee, which that chick was nasty. Thanks for the Mammaries. <laughs> the Thanks yeah. for the Mammograms. The Adulteress, which so is that, a nasty movie. So that record they Mischief showed, Maker. I guess, was Forward to Termination. Oh, man. Does it get any better than this? I'm actually going to end with that one. That I, I can't top that. Night Shift Nurses 1, which is a nasty movie. Awesome. Critical Positions, which is a nasty movie. It's got Ron Jeremy's big dick in it. It's fucking horse con. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talk Dirty to Me one more time. That's got a... Uh, uh, what's his name? But it's nothing tops this title. Song. This is the best title of a movie. Did I say Critical Positions? Because that's yeah, just funny. that's the one you just said. Yeah. Okay, well, th- this, is, this is the best I've seen all night. Because I feel like I'm taking this too far. This is Joey Silvera, Sharon Mitchell, Portia Lynn, Nikki Knotts, The Load Warrior. <laughs> now that is awesome. And if Peter North in it, it, is in it, that literally is The Load Warrior. <clears throat> if you're not familiar with him, he can shoot a gallon of cum out of his dick. You know, I will give uh, Jeremy from Broken Hope all the credit in the world. They got Peter North to endorse Omen of Disease. What? Yeah, you've never seen that video? It's fucking hysterical. It's like, you've got to be kidding no, me. No, he's like, I'm Peter North, and I just checked out Omen of Disease, and i got to say, this album is fucking awesome. I swear, I'm pulling it up right now. They got Peter North to like do a little thing for him. Oh, wow. Hold on. No, I've got the best one to end with. Everybody, 1987, Tracy and the Bandit. God, that's not... He looks like fucking Burt. I know, Austin. man. That's Sasha Gabor... 
Tracy and the Bandit, when you're ready for a jerk fest, one of okay. my favorite 70s films. Peter North congratulates them on being a band for 25 years. Watch this. Here we go. This is Peter North from Broken Hope. Right. Congratulate Broken Hope on 25 year anniversary. Congratulations. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> really, hey, Pete. <laughs> hey, Jeremy, can we get Peter on there with you? You can do a band interview. Just now, I'm going to say something here. Hopefully, Jeremy will never hear this. Uh, this is the truth. A lot of people don't know this. I know this because my cousin's gay. Peter North started out as a gay porn star, so I would have never had him endorse my band. Just my opinion. I'm not that open-minded. <laughs> but yeah, his name was Todd Ramsey when he was a gay porn star. It's the truth. <laughs> Ramsey. Todd Ramsey. I will show you. I'm dead serious. Man, I'll let him endorse A little my, fun fact. I'll let him endorse my band if he was gay. I don't care. It's weird to have a gay porn star endorse your band to me, but... Not really. Nobody's really done that. Who does raunchy gay porn? Whatever. <laughs> There's not much you can do with gay porn compared to straight porn, I guess. <laughs> See, look at the thing. The, whoever the band is, it's actually sacrifices vinyl. It's funny. May they burn in the fires of their own damnation. So really a lot of black metal bands drew their uh, lyrics from this fucking dialogue from this film. Be gone, be gone, be gone. Thou art hideous, filth-eating, unspeakable. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> this is funny. That girl looks familiar to me. This movie's got a really good dialogue. It's just corny, but it's... I don't know. It's just really good. The writing for this is really awesome. It's it's not cheesy to where it's distasteful, but they're trying to throw this demon back into hell from this goddamn sacrifice record. It's hysterical. I mean, it's not supposed to be sacrificed in the movie, but it's, it's just kind of funny. That's why that damn thing looks like a fucking street song. Oh, son of a bitch. You guys are weird. <laughs> Trying to see if this guy wrote anything else really notable. Uh, Michael Nankin. He just did The Gate, and he, did, he wrote The Gate too. He also wrote a bunch of episodes of Flipper. Which, if, if you guys don't remember, that's the fucking show about the dolphin or whatever which is weird but I forgot that was even a show until now that kind of makes me upset <laughs> that was a show but that fucking dolphin that was basically Lassie with dolphins he wrote eight episodes of the newer Battlestar Galactica <laughs> which is kind of cool um I don't know this other stuff. I don't know. Defiance on sci-fi. I didn't really watch that. He wrote four episodes of Hell on Wheels. He also wrote um, 
two episodes of that new Exorcist show, which I've never seen, so I don't know anything about that. But if it, if you guys are fans of it, go check out Michael Nankin's uh, two episodes that he wrote or directed. Sorry, he directed two episodes of the new Exorcist show. So go check that out simply because he directed this. So I just think that's pretty awesome. Oh, penis. No, this is just, even though it's late 80s, it's like a super 80s film. Love the outfits of it. The the characters are like really quirky and just kind of cheesy, but this movie isn't cheesy to where it's like supposed to be cheesy. It's actually just a, a good movie. It's just very solid, especially when you're a kid. You kind of relate to these kids just being goofy and, I don't know, it's just pretty cool. I, I always loved uh, Lewis's character with the fucking, with the vest and all that stuff. I thought it was cool. <laughs> Here's him sucking a wiener. <laughs> I told you he's... He was, I mean, I don't oh care. My God. I don't care. It's just, but everybody's always like, I mean, that's, I just, I don't know. That's, that's the, just not something that I would. That's the gay that came out in 1987. <laughs> or his name was Terrence in the film. That's funny. Jesus. I shouldn't have went to this bullshit. I can't get out of here. God damn. The doctor's stuck on blow jo- a gay blowjob porn. <laughs> it's fucking awful. <laughs> he just opened the gate and it's like, Thank God. Okay, we're good. Look at that. He's but it was real. I told you he was. It's just like in the film. He's he's walking. Stephen Dorff is walking around holding a giant fucking rocket. <laughs> Peter Norris, gay porn is real. <laughs> gay porn is real. Down. Gay porn is real. Down. <laughs> Human catastrophes. <laughs> gay porn is real. Down. I mean, I don't care. I just, I just thought that was really. It's just really strange. I didn't know they did that. That's really weird. He's like broken hope. Thanks for twenty five years of death. He's like, and he's like, Jeremy, your butt sure was tight. (laughs) (laughs) Like broken hope. Thanks for twenty five years of death metal. And uh, it's Jeremy that lifts his head up off his side. (laughs) He's like, and for me, thanks for twenty five years of dick in my butt. Like for 25 years of me downing fucking schlong. <laughs> Jeremy, thanks for eating my hot load at this con. <laughs> and thanks to me for 25 years of having fucking two gallons of semen coming out and doing I'm trays. telling you, that guy can fucking... I watched something a while back. I mean, he, that's just crazy. It's like a super hoss. <laughs> it is, man. He has to have a license for that thing. He's got like a tub of sour cream. Uh, something I don't know <laughs> I don't know it's un- inhuman whatever he's doing he can fill up your lucky charms <laughs> yeah but I remember watching his stuff as a kid like Peter know. North part of your balanced breakfast I remember watching his stuff as a kid and my cousin was like you know he started out as a as a gay porn star I was like he, he did I remember him putting that in the VCR and I was like okay I'm good
so whatever, you know. I don't care what people do, but you learned something tonight on the, watching the gate that Jeremy from Broken Hope's gay. So that's uh, <laughs> and I'm gonna make Corey's job bag as we edit this out, but it's still funny <laughs> right now. I don't know why that's funny. <laughs> north and the midget. <laughs> the midget goes north. <laughs> <laughs> Hobbit to the north. <laughs> the part's always gross with the fucking bugs on the window. Oh yeah, I totally agree with you. It's nasty. And that's some really bad CGI kids. It's alright. Yeah. If you guys are listening, uh, this is the time where our clocks would set back and it's actually three right now. Um, Never even saw two o'clock. It was just like three now. <laughs> I know, and I was actually looking at mine. It was like one forty-nine, and then now it's three o'clock. So there was no time in between. It was just unless you look at your oven, it still says two. Does it? Yeah, it should. Yeah. Oh damn! I wish it was two right now. This were on the whole night, didn't it? Yeah, it's like the only night I have to be up. Like I'm actually up, and I don't have to go to sleep. It's like yeah, your clock goes forward. We're, so you we're lose okay. We're gonna run. This is about over. Yeah. It's just weird it's about over this I mean this film's not that long 83 minutes it's crazy yeah we're already like halfway the through the dog's film. toast it's not even an hour and a half it's god he's jacked yeah, that's the thing about horror I mean anything you don't really see animals get killed I mean obviously it's not real but except in the gate yep in the gate he's fucking fried and dead and bloody and I don't want to see that. That's very sad, but um, it's wrong. I don't want to talk about this long because that actually freaks me out. I'll tell you the goriest thing I've ever seen where a dog was killed. The fly, too. Oh, where he comes out like a... They, they try to feed him with that plate, and he's like... Oh, my Lord. That haunted me when I was little. Oh, it's, isn't it? It's awful. It's the only thing I remember from that movie. It's aw- yeah, because it's awful. Oh, my God. That and the scene kind of looks like Dawn of the Dead with all the boxes <laughs> and stuff at the end, and he turns into that fly. The fly, too, is more of like a slasher because he turns into the fly so early, and he starts killing people as the fly. And, you know, the Jeff Goblin one, he's not really... Um, you know, the Cronenberg one. He's done... He's the fly... Oh, my God. He just turned his dad into fucking soup. That was fucking disgusting. I didn't even know what's going on anymore. Oh. This, film, this film just turns into fucking gory muck. I don't even know. I'll actually rewind this. We're, we're going from... Uh, Stephen Dorff is from Atlanta, Georgia. Awesome. Which... Me and the doctor frequent from Florida. We go there pretty often. He's um, Jewish. Yes, he is. Um, and we're going. He's actually back. Corey's older brother. Yeah. We're going straight back to this thing. We're at forty-six minutes, 40, forty-six seconds. I think we're going to go back to uh, forty-seven minutes twenty seconds. Look at this. Watch. Ooh, God, that's Taco Rancho. Turns him into fucking pus. And then the head turns into fucking pizza, like a supreme pizza. <laughs> That's really disgusting. I'm going to look this up. This is interesting. So yeah, guys, now we're back at, um... 
our normally scheduled program. We're at 47 minutes, 52 seconds, so that's where we're back at right now. The Let me kid. see if I can find this. I got something to share with you guys that goes right along with this movie. The kids were trapped in the house. That uh, neon windbreaker is not working out for this chick here. It's just too much. This Blu-ray is popping, though. It looks really good. Fun. <laughs> the, uh, her outfit's just too much for me. What in the hell is wrong with this? Look at that. Almost the fuck up. What is that? Is that really Kelly Rowan that's in this? That's insane. I had no idea that was her. Kelly Rowland's in this fucking film that plays Lori. Kelly Rowland, famously. This is the one I'm thinking of. Let's see. Come on, I know it's on here. Look at that fucking monster, it's goddamn weird. Like some, some of this looks kind of weird on this Blu-ray, but, I mean... When I was a little kid, well, I thought his name was Stephen Dork. Oh, this dude's chasing him, it's fucking weird. Did you hear me? Yeah. This is not who I was thinking of. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, she's in Hook. She's the fucking Peter's mom, which is crazy. I guess that's who I was thinking of. This whole film is just like Canadian. It's filmed in goddamn Toronto. Was it? Yeah. I mean, all these actors are fucking Canadian. Interesting. Except him. Yeah, except Stephen Dorf. Stephen Dork. Stephen Dork. That's what I thought his name was when I was a kid. Dork, have you seen The Gate? I was like, but Stephen Dork? Yeah, it's awesome. And the chick that plays Linda, she was uh, a nun, one of the nuns in uh, Blues Brothers. Weird. It is weird. That's actually a really weird thing to be... Let's talk about that a second. Do you like that movie? Not really. You know, I do and I don't. Look, I, I Carrie love Dan, Fisher's funny in it. I love Dan Carrie Ac- Fisher may be the best part of that film. I love Dan Aykroyd. Never been a fan of John Belushi. Yeah. Honestly glad that... I'm not glad that he died. That's fucked up. But I'm, I'm glad that... Um, he wasn't able to be okay. in Ghostbusters. I'm fortunate that Bill Murray was the role of Peter Bankman instead of John Belushi I think that that would have just not been as funny the movie wouldn't have been as good Bill Murray makes that film 
Hey, look, it says Sacrifice on that fucking record. Is that a real band? Yeah, Sacrifice, see? They just kind of fuck with it, but that's, that's just... They're... You know, Sacrifice is from fucking Toronto, so they're obviously throwing them... I'm not them. familiar with them. They're a, you know, a thrash band from there. They're pretty awesome from the 80s. Um, just not familiar with them. Yeah. I thought they were pretty good. I didn't really hear them until I saw them live, and I really liked them. Um, at Merlin, uh, yeah, yeah, I saw them at the Doctor's favorite festival, Merlin. Uh, so, well, this is uh, <coughs> appropriate. It's courtesy of the Gore Grice from the Doctor, vicariously through me. Now you got uh, Satan's over here. She's <laughs> kidding is real. Lord, she's about time. She's actually taking a chill pill for a little bit. Now when I gotta go take a fish, she's gonna be like... I don't know, the colors on this. This Blu-ray, for the most part, looks really awesome. I mean, you're gonna have... Anytime you guys buy Blu-ray or stuff, you may want it to look like certain Blu-rays that come out, but... If the print wasn't taken care of, especially on an older film, something from the uh, mid-90s back, all the way back, as early as, you know, uh, the 50s or something, you're going to have print damage on stuff. And depending on how it was shot, too, which this film, I think, is either 185 aspect ratio or 1.78, it may have been shot standard 133, but I doubt that because it was shown theatrically. So you're going to have print damage on stuff. It's just it's inevitable when you when you buy a Blu-ray, there's going to be print damage on some of these older films, especially a cult film. Um, I mean, hell, there's print damage as good as the Blu-ray looks on that 40th anniversary of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There's print damage on it. It just is. The damn thing was low budget, and just there's just print damage. You're gonna have print damage on most things uh, that you buy in high definition. Uh, you get into 4K, that's a whole other fucking story. But you're you're gonna have print damage unless it was shot in the past ten fucking years. There's gonna be print damage. So you know. Yeah, 4K of the gate. That's news to me. Oh yeah. I was just talking about how there's going to be print damage on a lot of cult horror films. There's going to be print damage on a lot of them because the studio probably didn't take care of the fucking thing. And and then there's a butt to along with the print damage. There's only been a couple uh, print damage scenes on this so far. So. Well, what I'm saying is it's normal. You're going to have print damage on... Uh, Blu-ray, minus your butt tooth. <laughs> I love those little demon things. Those are my favorite part of this film. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to have one of those until they mess my cat, until they bite my fucking kneecap off. He had a, a slick of his face right there. When he, for it, honestly, that's table. amazing. Where he's like, I can't start up. Those things are fucking awesome. They're the best part of this movie. Yeah, they're hilarious, but they're actually really cool. 
Reminds me of Evil Dead a lot. It's got to be Claymation. Army of Darkness, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Oh, like a little mocap. You will never get the Necronomicon. <laughs> Is that dirt on your face? That's what it reminds me of, yeah. <laughs> so huh. darkness. I think they probably, he probably, you know. No. I could see Sam Raimi liking this film. <laughs> that one looked like it was just fucking itself. I don't know, it was weird. Army of Darkness is very reminiscent of this. In yeah. In ways. So I think he had to have seen this film. You know, we should do a different cut of Army of Darkness for the podcast. I know we've done one of the cuts. We should do a totally different one. We did... The theatrical, didn't we? Yeah. So we should just do something totally fucking odd. Maybe we did the theatrical or the director's cut. I think we did the theatrical. We did the theatrical. I know we did. Yeah. We should do like the fucking TV version or something. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Anyway... I wanted to do the theatrical or not? I know this is this is better, very kind of creepy, I guess. But I enjoyed that butt shot of hers just then. <laughs> I, I did. It was perverted. She was. Did you catch it? Should we rewind it? Did you see it? She was like straddled downwards, just walk up and insert the one in the neon. Yeah, and this is awful. But there is a really hot butt shot of her like laying forward. And uh, doctor's always on the prowl. So. It wouldn't be the gate, it'd be the gape. <laughs> um, not Terry's gape, but thank God. Did you did you see it? She was like leaned into the hole with her just rumping legs. It's like, wow, that's my perfect scenario. Your your torso's laying into the gate of hell and I'm I'm inside your rectum. I mean, she's really like 20-something. Realistically. Okay, then that's not bad, then. I don't feel bad about it. I believe you've ever tasted a beer before. (laughs) And we're in Canada. Would you like some Canadian sausage? Actually, one of them was 10. I don't know which one it was. (laughs) That's fantastic. I don't think she's 10. Mm. Yeah, she's a healthy 10. <laughs> That's one of those where I'm like, don't tell mom and daddy. Yeah. That you, that you jacked off the doctor. <laughs> that you play with his stethoscope. <clears throat> <laughs> you checked your heart rate. Yeah, I checked the heart rate in your rectum. I took your temperature with my penis. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's awful, but it's true. Tear that Kmart shirt off of her. And <laughs> <laughs> pull down her thunderous and <laughs> chow down. <laughs> I'd have an early lunch <laughs> or a late dinner <laughs> and then she'd have dinner Eat I'm my eating b- your butt out <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> but yeah so uh, don't forget we got uh, Marco of our penance coming up for you guys 
So definitely stick around. Uh, you can also find it on our YouTube page if you guys want to skip right ahead to the to the to the meat of the order. Then uh, you know we don't. That's why it's there for you guys. So another option. Yeah. So definitely uh, get on that. Um, unless you know, we thank you guys also for sticking around. So thank you. Here's here's your funny story. You want to leave this in here? You can. You can't. This is not, it's nothing. It's just the truth. There's this girl that I've been wanting to hook up with that Gorkross knows, and uh, I, I just I just had this funny envisionment of of him and his wife waking up, and I'm having my butt eaten, <coughs> like sprawled out. <laughs> Where's Whereas most people, you would think, walk out and the girl's getting eaten out. But I've already done that. I'm getting eaten out. <laughs> Before I pork. Holy shit. Anyway. One of them on here, I can't tell which one it is. Is it the one I want to fuck? Hopefully the one you want to fuck is not who this is, because she was like 10 when this was filmed. There's no way she's 10. There's no way. It's the other one. <clears throat> Her. Okay. Right there. Do you recognize her? Right there. That's goddamn April from East Mountain Down. Are you kidding me? Where he's like... No, no, no. Not April, but the, um... His, his fucking... His... Dustin's wife, his brother's wife. That's her right there. With the purple hair. It is. There's Jennifer Irwin. She's 10 in this film. That's crazy. Yeah, that's not who I was trying to find. He was like, don't look at me with those doe eyes, you church bitch. That's, <laughs> that's her. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's insane. I, I was looking at her, and I was like, "There's that's totally who that is. That's amazing. Well, good, because that other one needs to empty my sack. That's Jennifer Irwin. I mean, she's not, like, super hot, but she's kind of gross and mannish, but... A Canadian actress. Pretty cool. I want. I wonder if Stephen Dork put his dork in her. <laughs> wonder, wonder if she jacked out his young load on the on the <coughs> on the set of the gate. She emptied his blade beef. <laughs> his pre blade beef. His frost beef. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was his name in the, in the movie. Got that old TV, man. That's where you had the box, and you had to go like this. You had to press the the different things, and you had to scroll it, and then click those again. I mean, cable. When cable first came out, it was the shit. Yeah. It was like the coolest thing in the world. Okay, I'm pretty sure the one you want to pork is like 15 on this film. It's fine. It's all right. They look. They look older. I guess. <laughs> we have any teenage female listeners. Doctor West is always available to do house calls. If you feel like there's something wrong and you're lonely, just uh... just just get on Meet Me and look for Vincent West, Florida, and uh, put that you're 21. Even though you're not. <laughs> he likes long walks on the beach and uh, <laughs> long strokes through your butt crack. And studying. <laughs> and tutoring. 
also likes tethering. <laughs> I have to say, since I've gotten off on this, literally, on this subject, there there's no more feeling of fulfillment for me than laying my hog across a woman's butt crack. <laughs> it's hot dogging. It's absolute pleasure. To, to make a human hot dog, you put chili on it too. No, no chili, but I like to, I like to lay it across there and then give it some mayonnaise. It's more or less when they're asleep, you know, you can kind of wake them up with the with the hot dog maneuver. <laughs> Slip it in between their buns, and they're like, "Ooh, what's that?" Like, it's time for a late night snack. <laughs> I boiled some franks. <laughs> their dad yeah the one he like fucking I was just fucking eyes out earlier I guess oh man that was cool as shit did you see that you did see it because that was amazing he's a little bastard show up I love those things I want a toy of that if anybody out there that can make me one of the claymation demons from this film I want it and I'll reward you by coming to your home and having nasty sex with either your <coughs> sister, wife, or a potential child. Or all three. <laughs> yeah. I'll make a human hot dog with my Canadian sausage. I prefer white buns. <laughs> I don't like that whole wheat shit. <laughs> I can't do it. How you eat? Possessed now, the dorky kid. I think so. Dorks are always fucking shit up for everybody. Oh look, it's a it's a demon glory hole. Did you see it? No, I'm not surprised. Stabbing a kid in the eyeball with an action with a fucking Barbie doll. That's how you kill a nerd, you just give him a Barbie doll, apparently. It looked like, it looked like his hand had been chewed down to the nub, but it hadn't. Those things are fucking awesome. <laughs> Do you not think? They're like little minions, it's awesome. They're like little demons that are trying to. I want to have those to kill those minions that are popular in those Universal films. Yeah, it's like a have these demons fucking kill them. The ones from the gate just like rip them in half and shit. They've spilt enough shells there, I don't know. All they need now is Myers in the closet with them. And his little uh, sheets with the glasses over it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
else's mask or whatever. He's like, oh, you can see awesome. The coat hanger. <laughs> God, he just will not go away. It looks like old man Farmer Brown. Oh, he's going for some foot action. He's like, I'm going to get you. He's like, I'm going to smell your feet. I guess it's the doctor. Steven's like, stop, she already whacked off my dork. (laughs) She does the hurricane run and smacks his head off. Now, what we need you to do, Steven, in this film is just scream with your perfect bowl cut. That's all we need you to do in this film is just go... Every time I look away and look back at the screen, he's like, "What's funny? Your your lamp actually looks like one of those demons." It does. We're like, (laughs) scream into your ball cut. (laughs) It's true. Now, what what would make this film even better to me is if he made a hot dog in her butt cheeks. While he had his bulk head chilling. In other words, Stephen gave her his dork. <laughs> he made a dork hot dog. In her Canadian buns. Up her great white north. <laughs> yeah, man. So the gate is under their entire fucking house. That's not good. Man, I haven't seen this in forever. It's so cool. Yeah, it's like you're kind of fucked if that's your whole house. You might as well move out, you know. It's, you know, you could recommend, excuse me, you could recommend this movie to people, maybe like the Poltergeist films, or uh, even if, they, if they're if they curious about Amity what it's Bill. like, or Amityville, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Or The Exorcist, kind of. I mean, you know. Any and kind to go of along with the theme of, of uh, Amityville, too, uh, I would definitely smell that girl's young panties. It'd be... Uh, something I would definitely do and if I was in control of all the, the menu things I'd have those demon things whack me off <laughs> I'd have them stroke the great white north which would make Stephen Dork the cuckold yeah he'd just be whacking it <laughs> a little frost nub your phone each year. No, it's good. Oh, okay. I just turned the lamp off. Yeah, we can hear this. Yeah, you can. I'll put that out. Well, sounds good. It's a foot massager. Okay. We're just not what we're trying to do is mmm, and thank you for listening to Fantasm. Mm. Good God, what is wrong? Look. Sending messages like a hundred times. Is that my end? No, it's on her end. That's what I'm saying. Tell her to turn her phone off and turn it back on. Because normally, when when that's happening on someone else's phone, they don't know. They can't see that. That's happening like her connection to your phone. Or it's happening like a hundred times. She she won't notice that on her end. Well, the little minions get bigger. He's like a little. He's a giant fucking pumpkin head. That's what he looks That's like. That's fucking awesome. 
It's a nice claymation here. It looks like... I don't know, it looks really cool. It looks like something off. As we said earlier, like Clash of Titans or Sinbad or something. It's just a badass monster. It's pretty cool. So, what's Steven Dorff going to do now? After all this fucking time. What are you going to do, Gland? What you gonna do, Glenn? Terry's dead. He's a fucking typical dead nerd. Got no women to impress anymore, so... Might as well figure out how to beat this fucking monster. And again, you know, even down to this last bit here. I mean, you know, we got about ten minutes left. I mean... The, the print looks amazing. There's only maybe a couple spots where it's kind of splotchy. Or Is it fucking him? <laughs> Sorry, it was pulsating. I want to see his demon dick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he shows good. Brad Dorf his dork. Yeah. <laughs> print looks great. It hasn't changed since. I mean, there's only maybe one tiny little moment where it's splotchy or kind of grainy. But other than that, I mean, it looks really good all the way through. The lighting. Lighting looks really good. It's very vibrant in some Your phone on? Mm-hmm. Text me, and let me see if I get 100 texts from you. It has to be her. That's what I'm saying. I think she's going to turn her phone off. Because you'll never... Every time I've had it happen, like, somebody will have to text me and be like, Hey, man, what's going on, man? I'll have to turn it off, turn it back on. Some kind of a comic book there. I can't see what it is. Might be that thing that's kind of a sacrifice ripoff. Oh, really? The comic book? I think it's like some book that we're reading out of. Says sacrifice with like a Y C E instead of a Good Lord. It's pretty cool. Well this movie's just very different. It's got a really it's got its own pace to it, its own vibe and everything that happens with it. It's just its own movie. I mean the effects for this and for its time looks really fucking good. You know the only thing this needs right here is a you. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm trying to do? From Ghostbusters? From Ghostbusters with the magic thing. Yeah. I believe it's magic, magic. I believe it's magic. Because that's what that made Door. Did you text me? Yeah. Let's see if it did it. Because if it did it, then it's my phone. Magic is real. Magic it's my is phone. real. It is? Yes. Is it me saying it a million times? Yes. Turn yours off, turn it right on. <laughs> Look. Steven Dork, Steven Dork. Do you Dork. think where I was looking up those porn movies, I got a virus on my phone just now? No. Are I, you sure? I think that shit just happens where it registers shit going on like a hundred times. So turn it off, turn it back on. That'll be fine. It's still doing it. No, turn your whole phone off, turn it back on. Like, not the app, but, like, the phone. Turn the phone off. 
Once you reset it, it'll be fine. It may have been on just too long. I don't know. What, my phone? Yeah. Oh, oh, man. You stabbed the palm of his head. Oh, to get rid of it? It's got that fucking eye in it and it fucks everything up for the gate, so. Best place to hide. Even with a tornado or something, you know. Just hide under your bed and not in a concrete area like your basement, you know. Just hide under your bed, you'll be fine. That's what the 80s has to tell everybody. I'm telling you, I think my phone has a fucking virus. I don't know. We'll see what happens once you turn your phone back on. Hopefully it's not... Uh, I can't believe I got a virus that quick from going to one porn site. You look at Peter North fucking <laughs> swallowing that hog. <laughs> and then it turned into your phone just Can you do it that quick? I don't think so. Like I said, sometimes phones... I think one of my old phones did that. And I just turned it off, turned it back on, and it was fine. I think it's just more of like a visual registry issue because I don't think it's actually doing that. I just think it's your phone's being weird because I've had that happen with a phone before, but it didn't actually. Like, if I asked the person, they weren't like, No, it didn't send up mine, it sent a hundred times because it did not mine just now. It just shows it on yours that it happened a hundred times where it was like. Steven's dork, Steven's dork. It's doing it still. Steven's whale dick. It's still doing it. Well, let me try to send you something again. See what it says. No, it's still doing it's what I'm saying. I turned the phone off and turned it back on. Now I'm getting Julia's message over and over again. Look. Something's going on then. I don't know. You look up that swallowed hog and then now your phone's fucked up. I have no idea. I can't get rid of it. I just texted you to do it again. But that's, no, this is this is her thing. Like, I can't even delete the conversation to get it to stop. <sighs> Did mine come up? I can't, I can't get her to stop doing this. This is bad. Did mine come on there? Is mine okay? Yes, it's doing the same thing. Up a penis and it came out four times. Yes. I don't know. Happy birthday, AI. And then there's the the rocket that they've had the whole movie. God damn it. Right into his chest. That's how you kill a demon, guys. You put a you get a homemade rocket right into their chest. <laughs> it will not stop doing it. Yeah, this part's really goofy, but I mean, it's awesome. And look, this is a movie where, realistically, if you're a kid, you'd love this film. And I love it as an adult. You know, more specifically. <laughs> look, I mean, I've deleted the conversation like three times and he just keeps doing it. He's going penis, penis. I'm serious. Who's my picture? You know what that is. I forgot what it was. I tell you what. It is him? Yeah. It's Jasper from... Uh, <laughs> yeah, your name's Corey Blind Jasper Eight. in my phone. It's to tell you what. That, that right there is the magic part. I believe it's magic. Magic. <laughs> I believe it's magic. Magic. 
This is it. This is the sign. Yeah, it's the sign, all right. Going out of business. Is anybody even alive in this? Is that Stephen Dorff? He just fucking lives in October. Hopefully that's not how this ends. I don't remember that. If it is, that's goddamn depressing. Is that he's the only one alive? It's just like, yeah. Okay, hold on a minute. Well, I'm gonna grow up. I'm gonna be very angry because I've had nobody. I don't remember if he's like the only kid that survived all that bullshit. From the looks of this right now, he is. This is very gloomy. So they just opened the gate and had to deal with it all night. And now that it's morning and it's all defeated, I mean, you just see the house is completely destroyed and Mayhem did their recent tour there because it's all foggy. And well, there's the dog that Angus lived, so that's good. Even though the, the dog was originally dead, but I guess once the curse is lifted, everybody's okay because there's Terrence and I uh, can't remember her fucking name to save my life Terry. That's Terrence. I don't know. I said it's Al, is uh, her name. Yeah, she was 15, fairness. Film of this, so the doctor's just been real tasteless this episode. <laughs> Have I been? Yeah, a little bit. That's okay. I don't care. I wasn't trying to be. That's just how we roll on here, so... Everybody's still alive, you know, for this part because reasons. Vegas wants the demons come out and they possess people. For the gate's sake, they don't stay that way even if they're dead. They kind of just grow out of it. I guess in some of the vampire movies it's like that where they kind of, they kill the main vampire and it lifts the curse. I guess that's what it was. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, the three, the, the trio lived. And that's the end for us. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. It's a very uh, cult movie. It's got a very good following, especially now. Um, Vestron did a really good job putting this together and, and even paying attention to this title I think is awesome so yeah I appreciate you guys putting this out it's been a really long time since I was able to watch this so it looks great had a good time doing this maybe and that's uh, why I think the Final the Vestron stuff is I think that's why the Vestron stuff is so expensive maybe it's they have to spend so much money to get these prints cleaned up because the wax works which we haven't done yet which we will do. My God. It looks fucking awesome. That movie looked like shit. 
when I had it Except on the this, this, this looks really, really, really good. Better than it ever will. I agree with that. I just hope I get the Wraith. Yeah. If there's anybody from Vestron ever listens to any of the shit that I put on our Facebook page or any of these podcasts, please, for the love of God, put that thumb out. Because it's up to you guys, because otherwise it's never going to come out. It's on Netflix right now, but we need this on uh, physical media. I mean, it looks good for what it is, but it still looks like shit on, on Netflix. Does it? It does. So if you guys can put out an actual Blu-ray, that would be awesome. See, I've watched it in high def on Showtime. Showtime's showing it right now. And it looks fucking unbelievable. Awesome. So, I don't know. They must have a different print of it from somewhere. Yeah, that sounds about right. But either way, great film... Weird, there's the Lionsgate logo. I've never noticed that it's at the end of these movies. Which is Fox, if there's anybody out there. It's, uh, Summit Media Films is also owned by Lionsgate, which is also owned by Fox. You could sit here all day talking about MGM is in bed with Fox and Sony. So, But yeah, I love these titles. It's the first Vestron title this year. So, Oh, no, actually, that's not true. Parents and... Uh, Lair the White Worm first. Right. Which, have you watched that yet? Uh, Lair the White Worm? Yes, I have. Look good? Yeah, it looks great. It's a weird film. It's not for everybody. I wouldn't say, you know, run out and buy that. But I like it. If you're a fan of the film, it's definitely something you should pick up. But So, thanks again, guys. I uh, hope you enjoyed The Gate. And now we give you Marco from Hour of Penance. Corey Gorecrest here, Dr. Vincent West, Phantasm Podcast. We have the honor of speaking with Marco of Our Fucking Penance. How are you doing, man? Hi, man. Very, very fine. Thanks a lot for your time. It's a pleasure to be here uh, in your radio. Cool, man. We are happy to have you on. And uh, I guess we'll start with, uh, we talk a little bit about how you joined Our Penance. Yeah, yeah. I joined the band... Um, more or less four years ago and uh, I mean I know the the other guys from many years before especially Giulio the guitar player because uh, Rome is a very small town so we right. know everybody each <laughs> other and um, I was talking to him and uh, we they had some problem with the previous bass player during uh, um, a tour that they did in the US and uh, so he wrote to me and said hey, we have some problem with the bass player uh, are you interested uh, to join the band say yes of course I, I am and uh, yes now it's four years together with the guys right awesome yeah that's really cool and then uh, did you do uh, touring with them before you recorded uh, your yeah, first yeah we I recorded with them um, two albums the last one and uh, Regicide the one before and uh, I did uh, with them uh, uh, some European tour we did one with uh, Cannibal Corpse uh, in uh, 2013 cool awesome the tour was uh, a couple of weeks after I joined the band oh wow 
Yeah, it was very nice because uh, I joined the band. Uh, we supposed to have uh, some some shows in Italy and uh, a festival. I don't remember in Europe. <laughs> and then, and then Julio called me and say, "Hey, we have a European tour with Cannibal Corpse." Say, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, it was it was good because it was the best way to to know each other. Also, uh, you you know someone. Uh, very well during the tour so we we had a lot of fun and uh, i think it was uh, a very nice experience for everybody oh yeah that cannibal guys are great guys i've known paul for several years and they're uh, great guys we, we toured with them uh, in uh, europe we toured with them one time uh, in australia oh Austria. wow uh, and yeah we we had a lot of fun with them yeah, if, uh, if you uh, make an interview with George uh, one day, ask about uh, a drinking night with me in Melbourne. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> we will definitely do that. Um, and you want to talk a little... Uh, is it Regicide? Am I saying that right? Regicide. Regicide, okay. You want to talk a little bit about the recording of that record? Yeah, yeah. We Regicide uh, was... Uh, was the first album I recorded with them, and uh, uh, we it, it, we did uh, the drum and the bass uh, in uh, my studio. Okay. And the rest of the album we recorded uh, in, uh, in at the Sixty Cellar Studio. This is the, the studio where all the previous album of our fans were recorded. Right. And um, it was nice. I mean, it was uh, the first time I recorded with them. It was. Uh, was I mean uh, I, I prefer the, this the last album I prefer Cast Cast Restore uh, because I think also for the writing process we had uh, more time uh, and sure yeah so mm-hmm. I, it, it was good recording Rage Side is a very technical album so it was very uh, very nice from a, a musician point of view oh yeah but. Uh, <laughs> But uh, maybe listening now, uh, maybe you know, it's a good album. But maybe it's a bit too long. Uh, maybe there, there is something in that album that I would like to change. Right. Did you now? Did, did you record that record? Was it recorded in Rome? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We oh wow! Uh, all the album in Rome. I, the, for Regicide, we recorded the, the drum and the bass in my studio, and for Cast the First Stone, we recorded all the album in my studio. Hello. Oh, okay. Yes. That's awesome. What about the artwork for uh, Regicide? I love the artwork for that. Yeah, the, the artwork of uh, all the albums are made uh, from the same guy. From uh, I think he started from uh, Paradogma. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, well, he's, uh, the first uh, artwork he did uh, was Paradogma. And uh, is this guy from uh, Romania. And I don't remember the exact name. It's a very strange name. <laughs> so I'm probably <laughs> okay. in the worst way as possible. But uh, but it's very good. I, I like to work, especially for the art, to work um, with the same guy because uh, he sure. you know he changes with you. He, he know what the bands want, and it's. Uh, I think for even for the next album, we're gonna work again with them. Oh awesome. yeah. Now, did you all do a lot of touring for uh, Regicide? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we toured uh, uh, Europe, some many times Europe uh, with uh, with Cannibal. We toured with Psychoptic. Uh, we toured awesome. with uh, Beheaded. We toured. Uh, we we made some 
some festivals also around Europe. We made the, the, the Summer Breeze Festival. We did the Brutal Assault. Oh, yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a very good uh, promotion, and I really hope, even for uh, Cast the First Stone, uh, the new album, I, I hope to do the same. We, we, we toured twice in Australia, one time with Cannibal Corpse, one time with Behemoth. And, oh, cool, uh, oh, man, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, well, it was very good. For the new album, we, we have more uh, festivals than touring, because... Uh, it is very difficult now to find a very good tour it's, there are so many bands that want to tour uh, sure. and everything is uh, is very difficult to, to set up but uh, we, we we are trying uh, especially for uh, this half of the year concentrate on a festival uh, maybe some headline festival or join some summer festival around Europe it's uh, I think is uh, is better for this period. Oh, that's yeah, that makes sense. I hopefully you guys make it back to the states again. I've never got to see you guys. Uh, Corey's yeah. actually seen you guys before. I saw you. Yeah. I'm not sure. I want to say you guys were, that you were in the band. Um, you guys came over here with Niall. Uh, I was not in the band. It was not you. Okay. Yeah, it was before. Was a couple of tours before me. Okay. Yeah, well, it's very difficult. We we had a couple of uh, offers in the U.S., but you know, if if you want to tour U.S., uh, uh, you have to ask for um, for a, an artist visa. Yeah. And uh, when you ask for the artist visa, you have to say um, every day where you are playing. So yeah. You cannot say oh, we have to book uh, six show, uh, but we let you know. No, you have to write uh, every day where you are playing, Jesus. where you are sleeping, where you are driving, whatever. So yeah, that's very difficult. So if you don't have all the tour already booked, you cannot ask for the visa. Right. So we had a couple of guys offer, but uh, when they booked all the tour, it was uh, like uh, two weeks <laughs> before leaving. Right. And uh, was, for asking an artist visa, you need uh, a couple of months, more or less. So that that's the, the, the very hard part to coming back touring user. Because hey. it's, uh, it's uh, for, for the visa stuff, uh, it's very complicated. Wow. Well, yeah, it, it, I can't help with our our Nazi president that just got elected too. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> He's a fucking bastard. <laughs> Cor- Corey, Corey, and I went and saw uh, we went and saw um, Brahiria. Brahiria, and it was awesome. All they did was slam that fucker. I loved it. <laughs> it was yeah, fucking. Yeah. But I, I mean, it's, it's got to make it hard on you guys too. Just I mean, any band from Europe trying to come over here now when when you've got uh, Satan running everything, it's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you. I don't know if you heard about, you know the band uh, Obscura, the guys from Germany? Yes, oh, we, yeah, I love that band. Yeah, they, they had uh, one tour uh, cancelled like, uh, because they didn't get the visa in time uh, and they lost like a thousand of thousand euro. Wow. And, uh, because they, they already get the flight tickets and uh, they rent the tour bus and backline and stuff like that. They already paid everything. But they didn't get the visa in time, so they had to cancel, and they lost something like uh, fifteen thousand euro. Jesus! Yeah, it's 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 terrible, you know. And, There's no compensation. I would like to have enough money to risk <laughs> yeah. fifteen thousand euro every time I want to the US, but uh, unfortunately, I I don't. Right. Well, I mean, I it's 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 such a mess, and it's you know, it's it's 
it's ridiculous just in general. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, because we... I mean, it should be much more easy. Yeah, I mean, you'd think that they... I don't know. It's like, you guys are artists. It's not like, you know, I don't know. They they want to... I don't know. It's... it's uh, of course, if, uh, if you go to play there, you get money, you you have to pay taxes and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. But I, if I go in the U.S. and the touring for one month and I get... I don't know, 10,000 euro, I'll pay taxes on that, of of course. (laughs) It's the same here in Italy, but uh, it should be much more easy, but... uh well, that's like living here. I mean, it's like, especially now under Hitler. So it's like, you know, it's one of those yeah, things. It's, yeah. I mean, Trump's is such a turd, and it's like, it, it makes it, and we, we can't see the stuff we listen to because of it, you know, and it makes it where you guys can't come over, and it makes people not want to come over because, you know, I didn't vote for that fucker. We have Hitler in Europe now. It's your time. Right. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it's the truth, you know. It's like, I, I know I'm being raunchy, but it's, it's true. It's like, you know, and it, I just want you to know we're not part of that fucking regime, so it's like you know it's it's just sad. It's I I hate yeah. to hear that. I hate to hear that about the obscure guys. That's fucking garbage. And it's like you know I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I mean it's especially all the people that want come touring US. I mean we are not like rich musicians. We are not Metallica. Right. We get yeah. One one million dollar. Right. <laughs> sure. Right. I mean. We are people that I, I have to work to pay the flight tickets to come in. Yeah, man. That's so and then they're I taxing you while you're here, too, which is garbage. And then the, you get treated like a goddamn alien when you come into the country to, to try to play shows for people. I don't know. I just I hate to hear that. I, I, I can only yeah, imagine no, it's a living hell. But yeah. hopefully you'll make it back over at some point. But uh, I, I, We really would like come back in the U.S. A lot of people is writing to us when they're coming back in the U.S. I really... We, we cannot wait to coming back, but uh, we we have to find the the right uh, the right moment sure. to to don't lose or risk losing thousands of money. Oh sure, maybe maybe the Cannibal guys when they drop another record bring you over or something. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. So could be amazing. Or Behemoth or whoever you know, however you can get over here, we definitely want to see you. And speaking of which, I just want to talk about Cast the First Stone because. Best death metal album, brutal death metal album so far this year. What a fucking killer record! We got we got to get into the awesome. meat of cast the first stone. Uh, if you want to talk about, oh yeah, of course it's fucking sick. I love it. We uh, when we when we left, uh, we went and interviewed uh, Immolation the other night. On the way back, we listened to the whole fucking album. Corey and I were rocking our balls off, and yeah, that's an amazing record. Thanks, man. It's a million, yeah, it's yeah. fucking sick. A million miles an hour. It's it's. Ball crushing. We, we spent a lot of time on that album, uh, and uh, we are, we are, now we are very happy. Is uh, we, we especially about the recording. That yeah, sounds we, great. We we stayed. We recorded everything in my studio, and uh, with Julio, we said, okay, we have to spend a lot of time uh, just to check, you know, any single note of any instrument if it sounds perfect. So it's uh, we we cannot be more happy. Well, I'll I'll say one thing that stands out to me on it as much I love everything on it, but the goddamn drumming on that record is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it's so yeah, good. Yeah. I mean, the the final mix is beautiful, the vocals, the bass, the guitars. But I tell you, man, that he's wearing out that fucking drum kit on that thing. Yeah, yeah, David uh, did uh, did uh, a great job on the 
drum recording. He's a great drummer, and uh, and we 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 work a lot to to have uh, the more natural and uh, acoustic sound uh, as possible of the drum. We I don't like a lot, the, you know, the very plastic production uh, where, yeah. where everything sounds. Uh, <coughs> I Overproduced, don't, I don't want to you know. Hear my snare sound uh, <coughs> on other uh, five albums. Uh, <laughs> right. Just uh, my snare sound, my drum sound, my guitar sound. I don't. I don't want to hear something that, that I can hear on other uh, ten thousand uh, uh, albums. Because you sure. know, a lot of people now listen music on uh, on YouTube or uh, Spotify or stuff like this. So right. if you hear. Uh, like 10 bands that sound the same, uh, you have no idea which band is. Uh, if you <laughs> hear something different, you say, hey, but this one sound different, what, what, what the hell is that? And maybe you don't right. <laughs> Well, it's, it's interesting. I, now, with Cast the First Stone, was this, now, were you part of the creative process on uh, Regisot, or, or, or did it start with Cast the First Stone? With um, uh, when I joined the band, uh, a lot of uh, songs from Regicide were already written and okay. uh, arranged. Because uh, until Regicide, uh, everything was always uh, written uh, and arranged by Julio, the guitar player. With uh, with this album, we we start to work much all together. Julio, awesome. we start always from Julio's idea. He wrote the you know. 90% of the riff of the album sure. but um, but then he sent everything to drummer to the drummer Davide mm-hmm. and Davide changed something uh, say no this part is, could be better in this way in this way and uh, when we were recording we also changed some stuff when we were recording <coughs> I, I even uh, recorded some some guitar part uh, and Julio recorded uh, some bass part uh, because uh, we we had uh, an idea. I say okay, le- let me hear. Okay, it's good. We we keep your your take. It's um, the, on this album we really we really worked a lot. Everybody more much more together. Awesome. Right now, the 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 lyrics on uh, Cast the First Stone. Who did who who was responsible for all that? The, the singer okay oh. we did a really good job I think the I don't know it's you know I've, I've got some of the older records but I just I don't know what it is maybe it's just the, the time that you dropped it or what but I it's just it's nasty the record's just I mean it's a complete package I yeah. like every song on it it's uh, you know from the opening track the Century Imperial Crusade to the uh, to the I mean all of it it's and like I said, the musicians yeah, did, uh, did a great job for the lyrics. Uh, it's uh, some people ask us, "Hey, but I mean, uh, because you know there is the stereotype uh, of the metal death metal band that talk about uh, Christianity and uh, right. and Jesus and uh, we hate Jesus." But we start <laughs> to to talk about uh, all the religion. Yeah, the world. And, so I think uh, it's more interesting. Uh, I mean, uh, it's uh, we talk about uh, all the, um, you know, the the, the 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 how much can be dangerous and uh, right. uh, an extreme way to see religion. So even if you are from, uh, if you are Christian, if you are uh, uh, Islamic or whatever, right. if you, if you work in a, in an extreme way, it can be the most dangerous stuff in the world. Is a religion for for us, for me, for everybody in the band. Is like an evolution bug, right? You know, all the world uh, 
just improve everything every for every for every stuff but not for religion we are still uh, condemned in, uh, in in this uh, in this world uh, where where religion is so much important right. a lot of people die for uh, for religion how many people already died for religion too many for sure. yeah, yeah i agree definitely it well it's a it's a brutal assault that's for damn sure it's i mean it's just all nine tracks of it and the artwork is very uh very I don't know, it's it's fucking awesome. Yeah, I want a shirt of that, honestly. A good one. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really cool. It's uh I don't know, it's it kinda sums up the whole record. They did a really good job with it. Now is that, that's the same artist that did the previous artwork? Yes, yes. He the, gets, uh, he's the guy that uh, from Paradogma to this album uh, did. He's fantastic. Yeah. It's just really and it just really stands out. It's really, really yeah. cool. And if you see the cover you can see that the, there is a bottle from uh, uh, Christians uh, to uh, to Muslim, you know, to, right. there is there, there's a, there's a, the, the whole crusade. Oh yeah, and you see there is the the dead, uh, the face of the dead uh, from both the side. Yeah, that's really fucking cool. Because uh, because there is not a winner, there is not someone right or someone wrong. Right, it's just it's just dead. It's just uh, it's just. Uh, Everybody dying uh, because of religion. That's that, that's what we we were trying to talking about on this album. For sure, Paolo, my singer, can explain much more better. But uh, right. but that's the way of the album. Well, it definitely gets the message across, especially the the music itself. It's it's very chaotic, but it's very you know um, it, it yeah. packs a hell of a punch to it. It's very dark too. It's got a very dark yeah, thing yeah, we, to it. With, with, this, with this album, we did a lot of much more. Uh, uh, melodic stuff, you know, but um, we we try to mix not just brutal stuff, uh, but brutal with uh, something more epic, uh, more uh, yeah, sometimes even melodic. If you're the Castelfreston, the the title track, uh, uh, the beginning of the song is very is very melodic, but it's very dark. <coughs> so we, we we try. I think this album is a is a new way for our fans. We. We, we tried because we don't like to repeat uh, sure. every album like the previous one <laughs> we don't want yeah. to make a copy of the previous album we like to change every album this album uh, we, we tried uh, like from for Regicide we did a lot of uh, technical stuff uh, but uh, I think with this album uh, the response of the people was much more better yeah uh, definitely and, topped everything and this is the right way to to work for, with the band Absolutely. I'd say a standout track for me on the record was Wall of Cohorts. I thought that was a really cool song. Oh, yeah. It's nice. It's a, it's a nice, like, I don't know, it, it's just the where you've got that track on there, it's just, I don't know, it's a good way to start closing out the record. I don't know. I just, I don't know, man. I can't say enough about this record, I'm, and I'm not just saying that. Like, it, it takes a lot to really just blow me away anymore, and I'm... I'm, oh, uh, I'm really blown away by it. Like it's it's just a really fucking good record, and you know I'm trying to get people to notice it because it's fucking sick. But especially for uh-huh. death metal, you know today, um, I feel like you know it's very important um, to release it like a really good death metal album. I mean, you can be yes. comfortable yes. with it as a musician or from a fan standpoint too. But um, these days, it really means a lot when. You know the the bands take the time to make a really good record, and and uh, especially a band like you guys, and 
I just think it's a it's a testament to what death metal to me as a fan and to probably the doctor here should sound like it's definitely, just uh, definitely. awesome like if I was to show somebody like hey tell me a sick death metal band I'd put on cast the first stone and be like this is some awesome death metal so we, uh, this is our way to, to see death metal now because uh, the, something that I really don't like in the death metal scene now I see a lot of uh, you know death metal old death metal band that they don't want to try to you know evolve or right. change being the sound or I see some very young more deathcore band that uh, they don't want to look for a, a, a home sound they just want to copy someone else and uh, make a new album I Right. I like when, when someone lists an album and say, "Oh, this is Hour of Penance," or "This is uh, Immolation," or "This is Morbid Angel," or uh, I mean, uh, you you have to look for your own sound. And, I agree, hundred uh, percent. Evolve it. You have to try. If you don't try it, if you don't do mistake, uh, right. you never evolve it. Well, you've polished it like steel. I mean, that new record. Like I said, it's. I don't know, man. It's. <clears throat> It's just a breath of fresh air, and I I thank you for for making it. Yeah, awesome. thanks. This is the best stuff that you can say to me. Really. <laughs> well, I mean, seriously, I'm not I'm not you know just blowing smoke here. I'm serious. I I'm really blown away by it because I heard it. I was like, wow, this thing's really fucking good. And it's you know I I still physically buy music, so I bought the CD and and stuff. So it's it's you know it's just really good. It's fun to listen to. I got plastered and listened to it the other day, and <laughs> and uh, it's good stuff, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah it's it's really, really good stuff. Uh, of course, yeah, it's we. Uh, of course, cast the first stone is came out January twenty seventh uh, yep. of this year. You know, in the states, I believe, and then uh, it's on Prosthetic Records. So, to all you yep. listening that do not have this fucking ass ripping record, you need to go pick it up. If you're a death metal fan, if you're just a fan of fast stuff, whatever. Um, the best release right now that has come out. You know, I think uh, as far as heavy music in, in general. So thank you very much for for that. It's a killer that, fucking album. We try to do even something better for the next album. Oh yeah, <laughs> and we'll fly the flag, man. Oh yeah, definitely. And uh, what what uh, some of the shows you got coming up or anything to promote the record? Yes, we next week we're gonna play in Rome for our uh, release party. Awesome. It'll be the release party of the album. Uh, the we we have. Uh, other couple of shows in Italy, uh, the Alf of March, we have uh, yeah, in the north Italy, and then we have some uh, some festival around Europe, we're going to play Romania, we're going to play nice. in Sweden, uh, uh, Denmark, uh, and um, and we are looking for some summer show in Germany for awesome. this summer, and uh, we, we received a... Uh, a couple of offer for uh, for a European tour this winter. We we are checking which one could be the best one for us. And uh, right. yeah, we think we're gonna do a an European tour this winter. We Sweet. we are still waiting for a nice offer in the US, and we really would like to come back in the US. Yeah, we'd love uh, to have you. I think uh, if if we found something very good for 2007, we we for sure coming back in the US. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, well, that would definitely be amazing. Uh, <clears throat> I've never got to see you guys, but uh, but yeah, so that'll be uh, something to look forward to there, and definitely catch them out at the festivals you guys will be playing at, and 
any tours you guys will be on, I'm sure people will get to enjoy that because I can't imagine hearing that stuff live. So <laughs> yeah, we're we're working a lot now also for the for the live show. You know, when when you have to now we are making uh, some show like uh, a liner show, so we have to play like uh, one hour, awesome. hour and a half. Uh, something like that so we have to play a lot of songs uh, right. and uh, <laughs> it's not so easy to play like 80 minutes or 70 minutes of that metal so sure, we, right. we are uh, we, we are working a lot to do you know a great show for the people because if you want to see a band that uh, make like one hour and a half of show you you have to do a great show oh yeah yeah definitely well I'm positive that nobody would dis- be uh, disappointed with you guys, so it's no doubt in my mind. Um, now, if uh, the other portion of the show was we talk about, if you don't mind, we talk about horror movies. Are you a, a horror fan? Horror? Yeah. Horror movie, you mean? Uh? Yes. Oh, yeah, a lot. A lot. Well, what I, is... have, uh, I have Freddy Krueger tattoo. <laughs> oh, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, Corey, yeah, Corey is a huge uh, Italian horror fan, and... Love the the Italian stuff. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, are you? Is it still big over there? Yes, yes. I mean, it's it's very bad that it's not like the past. You know, it's right. uh, uh, the the horror movie culture is uh, is changing a lot. Uh, it's more fantasy than horror now. It's more uh, yeah. You know, special effects. Uh, yeah, that, here too, it's very. They're more focused on the paranormal stuff and. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, little children yeah, ghosts, you know that kind of shit. You know, yeah, I never liked the old new paranormal movies, like you know, Paranormal Activity or stuff like that. Yeah. I never liked so much. That's but, for uh, teenagers, I guess. But uh, yeah, are sucks. you are you more of a Fulci guy or Argento? Uh, it's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think uh, I think Fulci guys. Awesome, that's I'm right there with you. I love Argento. Don't get me wrong. Doctor's yeah, more into Argento than me, but Fulci, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a gore guy. I like I like you, the the, the eyeball violence. The, we we have a band in Italy that is called Fulci. I've heard that. You're in that band? Yeah, yeah. They're a friend of mine. The the singer is a friend of mine. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, the, you've yeah. actually played them for me. Yeah, the Fulci band. Yeah, yeah I've heard them. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I know, I know them. They, I know the, the the guy that I know much much more uh, in the band is the singer because he lives in Rome. Uh, the other two guys uh, I met sometimes, but they're not living in Rome. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's them. awesome. Yeah, I have checked them out. They're uh, they're, they're very different. You know, they're more on the slam side or the, the brutal death metal stuff. But uh, yeah, they're uh, much more slam. Yeah, I, I do like them though. They're they're different. So um, yeah, plus they're you know slam band. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, what is your? Do you have a favorite of the Fulci's? The you mean the movies? Yeah, the movies. Yeah. This is a this is a very good question because <laughs> I, I, yeah, I guess I it's love, hard for me too. I love uh, a lot of film from, movies from him. Choose the favorite one uh, is uh, is very difficult. I like zombie a lot. Oh, that one's awesome. The, the yeah. eyeball scene is fucking great, and the the effects, the zombies themselves, look really nice. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. 
course, you got the shark attack, you know. The, <laughs> the shark attack. It's a nice, yeah. nice bit of comedy there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, I, I have a, a, a big collection of horror movies at home, and uh, I like it. In my free time, uh, I can spend really a lot of hours just seeing, uh, just uh, looking for movies, uh, horror movies. It's, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's all we do. We're both big collectors. Of course, we review horror movies on here as well with the interviews. So, um, do you have like a favorite '80s or like a, maybe a couple the '80s stuff? Maybe the U.S. ones that you really like? Besides Freddy, obviously. You know. I mean, my my favorite character for a horror movie is uh, Freddy Krueger. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I have. Big, I'm a very big fan of him because he's the only. You know, when you see an horror movie, at the end of the horror movie, you see always the human part of the the bad guy of the horror movie. You know, right. like uh, Michael Myers is a bad guy because uh, he had a terrible experience. Of it. No, Freddy Krueger is a he is an asshole because he is an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> he, I agree he's with the that. fucking worst man in the world. He's, he's really is really bad because he loves to kill people. That's that's why I love it. Right. Yeah, he definitely is that. What's your favorite uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movie? Well, the the first two for sure. Oh yeah. Second one we uh, love. Yeah. After after the first two three movies, uh, is not the same, of course. Like right. all these movies, but the first one, I I try to see that they make a, a, a remake. Oh, of the first oh man! One, but uh, I'm but sorry no. you watched that. <laughs> it's awful. Yeah, I, I tried. It's <laughs> a turd. Oh, that movie's terrible. Back, okay, let's go to see. No, no, no. Yeah. He look. You know who he looks like? The the Freddy in that remake. He looks like Beaker from the Muppet babe, from the Muppets, <laughs> but he's been melted. He looks like he looks like Beaker Freddy. He's like me 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 me. That's what he looks like. He's like me me yeah, me me. It's terrible. It's terrible. All the remake are, are terrible. I mean, I, there there are some stuff that should be just left. How uh, it was, you know. Uh, they're making a lot of new movies trying to keep something from the past and everything is terrible right now you're right about that you like the Halloweens did you like those remakes yeah 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 a lot I, I love also the Eraser oh yeah you know, oh Hellraiser's Hellraiser's great yeah the, yeah the, the, the first one for me is uh, I mean I, I probably see that movie one time for a month <laughs> <laughs> it's great it's it's good that's man. actually a scary movie like you know there's very few of those yeah. kind of movies that scare me but the Hellraiser is pretty fucking creepy you know? yeah Hellraiser is great it's good. also yeah I mean the, the first uh, three are I think they're very good yeah oh yeah they're, uh, after there is something <laughs> I don't know what happened you're right the first three yeah. I love the third one I don't know I love that movie the Hell on Earth one yeah Yes, yeah, very, very good movie. Yes, yes. It's good to hear that there is someone that is a big fan of our movie. <laughs> oh, we yeah. definitely are. Yeah, that's our. It was a part of our shtick here. Because a lot of people now they just kind of watch that Walking Dead show and that they say they're horror fans, but you know. No, 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 no. Our horror movie, we stop being cool. Um, I think in the 
95. <laughs> yeah, I mean, After that they sounds... kind of passed off whatever else they could, and then now it's kind of been, yeah, you know. But yeah. that's why it's nice to have all the old stuff. Those things are, you know, timeless. You can always watch a good horror movie from the 80s or, you know, even the, you know, 70s, you know, like. Yeah, but I can imagine, I mean, some, someone very young now that try to see a very old horror movie. I mean, uh, we, I, I, I don't know, how, how old are you guys, more or less? I'm uh, almost 27 now, so I'm a younger guy. Yeah, and I'm I'm 40, so. Oh, okay, I'm, I am 32, so. Oh wow! I mean, right in the middle. We there. saw we saw more or less the same stuff, but try to imagine someone of like 16 years yeah. old that uh, see a lot of. I mean, now the the, the movies are very different. There are tons of special effects and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. And, and, he tried to see something from '79. Uh, I mean, you're uh, gonna think that it's garbage. Because, but we, yeah, we yeah. are right. Uh, we 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 grown up uh, with uh, old movies, and now sure. we see maybe something very very modern, and we can appreciate both. But someone that uh, is 16 years old is very difficult. That <laughs> Yeah, they can't. They have very. They have very short attention spans now because there's so much. There's such a high stimulus for explosions and special effects and superhero shit and all this stuff. So and and video games are crazy. So people now they have to be constantly entertained. And if there's like a shred of story in something or character development, they're like, "This is boring," you know. Right. Yeah, you cannot take a guy and bring to see. uh, like the last Resident Evil movie, and uh, uh, yeah, it's not <laughs> horror. Then, it's say, just um, something from Dario Argento. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, it cannot it cannot work together. Right now, what is? Uh, do you have a favorite Argento? My favorite Argento. Um, well. Uh, well, uh, I like a lot Suspiria. That's probably my favorite. I mean, it's that's such a great movie. Awesome. I, I like I like a lot Suspiria. The movie probably. scared me. That the the maggots on the ceiling freaked me out when I was younger. I was really yeah. disturbed by that, yeah. and the you know the the you know Goblin did such an amazing job on the soundtrack for that. It just made it really scary, and yeah, and, yeah. And of course, visually. <laughs> Yeah. The only stuff uh, that I don't like a lot, uh, Dario Gento, is uh, is the movie that when, when he starts to make movie with with the daughter, you you know like oh uh, yeah with Asia Argento and stuff, the yeah, mother of tears and all that stuff. Yeah, from from that point, uh, he starts to be I don't know a yeah. bit less interesting. <laughs> for me. Sure, I agree with that. The only movie I ever liked her in, and it's not an Argento film. I forget who directed. You ever seen The Church? The Church from Dario Gento? I don't think it's Argento. I think he produced it, but... I remember she's, like, really young and nude in it, and I remember just thinking it was weird as a kid. Because <laughs> she gets fucked by, like, Satan in the film. There's, like, a dude, or it is a demon that fucks her in the church in the, in the film. <laughs> I think... Uh, let me... I'll search The Church... That's a good. I, it, it's a really I, good movie. I, I forget who directed that, but she's she's nude, getting fucked by a Satan priest or something in that thing. <laughs> because that uh, that did the the church, the movie La Chiesa. It's from eighty nine. That's it. Okay, that's so it. Was Argento. Ah, okay, okay. 
That movie's fucking crazy with her in it. I mean, that's one of the only things I ever liked her in in any way. Yes. So, yeah, The Church, you check it out. Uh, until 95, uh, I think uh, he never did that, a bad movie. Like right. That. After 95, 96, when he started to make movie with uh, with Asi Argento, mm, I don't know. It's, uh, it's already very nice, but less interesting. Sure, I agree with that. Yeah, it's strange. I mean, I think she... she I don't know what she looks like now. She was hot, but I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, she, uh, she's still she's still not bad. <laughs> I yeah, know she yeah. was she was in that Land of the Dead movie. The um, yeah, was she, she in there? She's yeah. one of the girls that uh, she could be better if uh, didn't uh, abuse a lot of uh, drugs. But uh, sure, yeah, <laughs> that happens. <laughs> It's she weird. A it's a horror movie in and of itself. I mean, I she looks good sometimes, and then I don't know, but <laughs> it's strange. Yeah, it, depends, uh, it depends what kind of night uh, she spent. <laughs> well, she she was making a movie where my parents live uh, with, uh, God, what's his name? Uh, the guy from Easy Rider, not Jack Nicholson and not Dennis Hopper, but uh, James. Uh, no, it's going to drive me fucking crazy. Not not Dennis Hopper, not... Uh, Something Fonda, right? Yeah, Peter, Peter Fonda. It was Peter Fonda and, wow. and Asia Argento, and they were making this movie where my parents lived in Tennessee, and I met her, and I, and she was really rude and, and, and just not very nice because they were using a friend of mine's house uh, to shoot whatever film that was, and I don't even know if it was a horror movie. I don't even think it was, but either way, they're, they're shooting this film or whatever, and... And I remember meeting her. I was like, "Yeah, I saw you get fucked by a demon in the church," and that just didn't really go over well. But whatever. <laughs> oh yes, I think uh, I'm, I was looking now on internet, and uh, yeah, this is the, this movie, and uh, Asi Argento was the the director also. Yes, awesome. that's it. That's it. Yeah. But anyway, that thing was shot. Some of it, or I don't know if all of it, but some of it was shot in Tennessee, which is just weird. But <laughs> I think the, the movie is the movie title is uh, "The Heart Is." Uh, Deceitful above all things. Oh, okay. It should be the title. I'm just looking. I never, I never see this movie. That's strange. Yeah, it's just weird. I don't know, but yeah, she. I mean, too, too much drugs. <laughs> oh yeah, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. But it's like, uh, well, man, I can't thank you enough for doing this. I'm sorry it took us so long to get it set up. No, man, really. It was a big pleasure, absolutely. Well, hell yeah, man! If you want, come back on with the whole damn band. We'd love to have you. Yeah, sure, sure. We, I, I, I would like to to see maybe next time with a with a guitar player because it was supposed to be here tonight, but we had a, a problem. Uh, we had to stay much more uh, working. So oh, okay, it was that happens, him, but really, maybe next time uh, we. Uh, we try to organize with him uh, because the other two guys live outside Roma. David, the drummer, lives in very north Italy, and Paolo, the singer, lives like three hours, three three hours driving. From oh wow! Well, I mean, if they if they've got Skype, we can get them on here. There's a way we should yeah, be able to. Yeah, sure, sure, absolutely. We should be able to get all of you on here at once if they've all got Skype. But yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I talk with Julio, and we we try to set up something very soon. We'd love that. Hi everybody, this is Marco from our parents. You are listening to Fantas Podcast. Awesome, man! Awesome, man!
Well, hey, man. Well, look, I'll be in touch, and when we put this episode up and we get it paired up and we get it up on iTunes and everything, I'll shoot you a message yes. and let you know. Send me, send me the link when uh, when it's online, and I'm gonna share it. Okay. Awesome, man. He'll send it here in a few seconds. Well, yeah, Marco. Thank you so much for this, brother, and I'll be in touch. It was great talking to you, man. Guys, we keep in touch, and thanks a lot for your time. Fuck yeah, man. Take it easy, brother. Cheers, man. Thanks, guys. See ya. Have a good day. from Phantasm. Good evening, all my Lake Shoppers. It's closing time. Star will be closing in 15 minutes. But the night crew still has work to do. Because there's one last customer who isn't satisfied. No, this cream keeps calling you. He's driving us nuts. Leave me alone. He wants to slash their prices. Who's there? He wants to cut their inventory. You're crazy! He wants to chop until they all drop. I saw him kill Linda. And now... He's turning their retail store. There's gonna be one more killing here tonight. Into a wholesale slaughterhouse. <laughs> From the producers of Evil Dead 2 and Pulp Fiction comes a new chapter in terror. Bruce Campbell, Ted Raimi, Renee Estevez and Sam Raimi in Intruder, a new dimension in terror. I'm just crazy about this story. Every legend is based on fact. Every myth is grounded in truth. For 17 years, the town of Haddonfield, Illinois, has been haunted by a night when evil roamed the streets and a madman ruled the night. Everyone knows his name. Now, everyone will know the truth. I knew what he was, but I never knew why. of Michael Myers. See Jimmy Lane as Reno Miller, a man driven to the very edge. Killer is coming.
coming, 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 coming. Just a window. Stuart Gordon, the director of Fortress, The Pit and the Pendulum, and Reanimator, takes you into the dungeons of Castle Dorsino. Now an American family. Welcome to Castle Riley, lady. Will inherit a legacy of evil. They say the castle is haunted. And a master of modern horror. <laughs> will unleash his most terrifying creation. Stuart Gordon's Castle Free. Animators Jeffrey Combs and Barbara Crampton in Stuart Gordon's Castle Freak. Watch that crate! That's very expensive! For centuries, he has remained hidden, watching, waiting. And now, he is coming. He knows your secret hopes. He sees your private dreams. And he can grant your every desire. Well, I'm not a <laughs> greedy man. How about a million dollars? I remember a certain potentate whose last party was talked about for centuries. Oh, God, how I'd love to host a party like that. I wish to be beautiful forever. Even if it kills you. As you wish. Was it worth it? Would you like to escape? No! Beg for your life. Help me! Pray for your soul. But whatever you do... Ready to play? Don't make a wish. Ah! Wishmaster. <laughs> 